The following is a Cheeky Leprechaun production. Pop culture is the entirety of ideas. Hi, Mario. I am the greatest. Holy eggshell. I am your father. This is the Pop Culture Report with Dan O'Kelly. Welcome to the Pop Culture Report. I am Dan O'Kelly and uh, guys, it's Avengers Week. Everyone just compose yourself. If you've seen it, I, I really recommend composing yourself before listening to this because we're going to be reviewing it in absolute detail. Now, with that said, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, stop listening. Stop right now because go watch it first and then come back to us. It's not going anywhere, the podcast. It's going to be here. But um, as I said, it's a huge episode because it's a long movie. There's so much to unpack in Avengers Endgame. So this is a longish episode, um, but it's been edited. It's been decided that everything that's been left in is left in for a reason because it's, without giving too much away, if you've seen it, you know that there's so much to discuss, so much uh to dissect so many possibilities to you know ponder about what's to come for the MCU but more importantly so many character twists and turns and uh well uh events for characters that happen within this this is 11 years of movies at this point building up to this final chapter this is it the MCU phase three is rounded out by Avengers Endgame so it all comes to a close with this film until they start again with Phase 4. But as I said, it's a long show, so I've got to get into it. I want to get straight to my conversation. I'm joined by Justin and Maddie. Now, you remember Justin from our uh, Game of Thrones watch-along episode. And Maddie, it's her debut on the Pop Culture Report. So she was very excited and very keen to get on board for Avengers Endgame. But before we get to the conversation, we need to mention our sponsor, of course, Bell Design Co. Bell Design Co. is a graphic design label who are the ones to thank for our show's logo. Whether you're a small startup or a big business, a passion project, or a little old podcaster like me, you need all the help you can get in reaching and expanding your audience for your product. Having professional design logos and branding for whatever it is you're doing is key to making your product as eye-catching as possible in the crowded world that is social media. So instead of going over to a large agency where your project will probably be pushed from desk to desk, head over to Bell Design Co. where you will interact directly with your designers, Beck and Estelle, through the creation of your logo and branding needs. If you get in contact with them, use the promo code POPCULTUREREPORT to let them know Dan sent you for a 10% off discount. Get in contact with them at their Facebook page, Bell Designs, Instagram at Bell Design Co., or email all inquiries to estelle.batalia1 at gmail.com. That's Estelle, E-S-T-E-L-L-E dot Batalia, B-A-T-T-A-G-L-I-A-1 at gmail.com. As I said, I'm joined by Maddie and Justin for this episode where we cover all things Avengers Endgame. Guys, this is it. This is the end. Settle in. Because this movie was an emotional roller coaster, and you're about to hear why. Hello, 
it's time to discuss what is probably the most anticipated movie I can remember. I could be wrong, though, because I'm joined by Justin and Hello. Maddie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. What do you guys think? Is this the most anticipated movie you remember in recent time, at least? I think in terms of uh, if we look at the broader fan base, definitely. Mm-hmm. Everyone yep. in the world knows the Avengers now. It's uh, common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Iron Man, Captain America. It's been 11 well, years. Well, my dad doesn't. My dad said to me, geez, that new Avengers movie is pretty popular. Superman, yeah? No. Oh, my God, no. Are we still in a world where we have to do this? No, it's not Superman. He could have said that new Justice League movie looks pretty cool. Yeah, well, could he would have been, been wrong. Would have been wrong. <laughs> would have been wrong. No, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Everyone knows about them, don't they? Yeah. And, like, you see a trailer for it and, you know, even, like, my mum would look at that and say, oh, yeah, that's the that's that new Marvel movie. Mm. So, it's like, at least you know the brand behind it. True. True. Maddie, you're right. I would say what you were saying earlier about Infinity War even being even more like highly anticipated. It was just because that was like the start of the end of the end game was that it was the beginning of getting all of those characters together for the first time, like all of the crossovers, the Guardians with the Earth Avengers, that was massive. And then having it leave on such a massive cliffhanger, that was Infinity War. I agree, which probably lends into this being so anticipated. But personally, I agree with you in that I think I was more anticipating Infinity War. Yeah. Because that felt like the climax. Everyone was yeah. like, this is it. Even though we knew there was going to be a part two. I don't know why. I kind of went into that with very high expectations and it exceeded them. Mm. And the anticipation was there. I think Infinity War had the specialty that it was a new film. Like yeah. no one had ever done anything on that scale before in terms of the amount of characters in it, the amount of stories that it was bringing together. And like since that's been done now, mm-hmm. Endgame had a different sort of you know excitement and hype to it because we've seen Infinity War. So how can they top that? Well, that's so that was the I think different excitement for it. It was necessary because this movie, for those listening, you've hopefully seen it because spoilers. We're going to give away everything that happens. All right. So if you haven't watched Endgame yet, go watch it and then come back to this, and we'll wait for you. But we'll give you a sec to stop it. Okay, now (laughs) let's talk spoilers because this shit was pretty insane. This is what this has all been building to. This is the payoff of what they call phase three. So this is the end of this phase and this generation of Marvel films, I guess you would say. Yeah, Um, that's kind of funny because, you know, they're actually counting Spider-Man Far From Home as the end of phase three. Are they? Yeah, they did the same thing with phase two where... (laughs) <laughs> was uh, Age of Ultron was the end, like the Avengers to come after phase two. But Ant-Man came out that year or the year after and they said Ant-Man is going to cut off this yeah, phase. I remember that. So they've done Was the that because, thing. was Ant-Man set prior to another film in phase two? Like, was it a time remember, thing? I remember, to be honest. Because at, I remember at one point you and I were talking about Spider-Man Far From Home and we're like, well, maybe it's set pre-Endgame or Infinity War and that's why it's going to be class is phase three but now i don't it definitely yeah, looks well, like it, once you've we, seen this you would know it looks like it's definitely after yeah we saw end. those statements when we were looking at that. that's right they confirmed said that it. it's like it starts minutes after the events of endgame mm. which is kind of weird to think about so obviously in far from home they'll discuss i think you know peter parker and how he's taking tony stark's death mm. there we go starting with the spoilers wow yeah yep <laughs> 
But you know, that's a really important character development for him. Yeah, yeah. And then supposedly they'll introduce the next saga because, mm. you know, this is really the end of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Like three phases making up that. Let's get into Avengers Endgame. Again, if you haven't switched off due to spoilers, you've already got one of the biggest ones dropped by Justin. That was <laughs> so and it was so out of context, which is what I loved. Yeah. Just straight up. <laughs> if you weren't ready, Tony Stark dies. Oh well, there it is. Uh the film starts and we catch up with the one character everyone there was a lot of talk about in the lead up like where's hawkeye where is he when are we going to see hawkeye mm. that's how this starts we see hawkeye on his farm with his family and it's moments before the snap thoughts on this being the start of the movie fantastic yeah thought it Just was really good totally breaks you down <laughs> yeah it's like you kind of go into it knowing it's going to be tough but then they hit you with that mm-hmm. and it was like yeah okay maybe i wasn't so prepared yeah. well yeah he watches this. his family yeah, vanish post snap yeah, just yeah. the first thing you see it's like the start of infinity war though as well like the start of infinity war was the asgardians all just like loki just dying in front of you yeah. in like the first 10 minutes yeah and, like, all of that that's true i didn't actually consider that they do they start both off yeah. with a real bang something very impactful but like to start with yeah. i did see this scene coming i just didn't think it would be the start because like you know it's in the trailer with him and his family like he showing his daughter how to use the bow in the trailer and i thought oh they're definitely just gonna have this as she's gonna disintegrate in front of him but oh. i didn't think that was gonna happen like opening shot yeah no, that's how they kicked it off. And if you had forgotten how the last one ended, you're quickly reminded because, as I said, his family disappear in front of him. One minute he's shooting an arrow with his daughter and uh, his wife. I can't even remember his wife's name, but I don't think we've hardly met her. Laura? I think, is, no. Oh, that might Laura. Yeah. Laura. Laura. I think that's a good, well done. Oh, I brought the right people on for this. Um, <laughs> th- she's organizing the hot dogs for lunch and then all of a sudden he turns around and everyone's gone, which is sort of one of those moments where your stomach drops. You can imagine being in that moment where your family just disappears. So they really do set the stakes straight out the gate, which is great. Uh, we then move on to seeing Nebula and Tony who are stranded on the sh- I can't even remember. Whose ship it is it at this point? It's one of Thanos's. It's Quill's ship. Yeah. Oh, it's a Quill's ship. ship. Yeah. Yeah, and essentially what's happened is they're running, they've only got days left of oxygen. Is that? Yeah, so and I think, food. Food. I think and they food. said they've been up there, I think he says 22 days, yeah. no, 21 or 22 days, which is a callback to how many films that they've done. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well done. But um, <laughs> I think that's what he says. So does anyone know why they couldn't get back to Earth from that ship? Was that addressed? It was, he does say it was damaged during battle on Titan. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Because that was one thing I was like, well, why can't they just go back? But anyway, we see those two and uh, they're sort of going, like you see that their relationships progressed over time and that they actually get along quite well. They have become trusting of each other. And so you get a little bit of an insight of that. And it's also met with a voiceover of Tony who's sort of pre-recording a message through his helmet to hopefully get back to Pepper some way to explain what's happened and that he's sorry because obviously, as we saw in Infinity War, he left Pepper to go and help save the world and he just promised her... Was she pregnant at that point? Definitely, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But did he know? Well, she says no because he has that, you know, he has that thing, He has that that sense that she is pregnant, but she doesn't Mm. confirm. Yeah. Okay. And so he's obviously feeling a little bit of guilt because he doesn't think he's going to get back. So he's pre-recording a message for her. And then from there, obviously, Captain Marvel turns up. He's sitting in his chair. Drifting off to sleep, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a bit of a bright light that wakes him up and appears as Captain Marvel. 
Um, he's a plot savior. Yeah, it's a comic book movie at a certain point, isn't it? Like you're just like, I was like, well, how did she know yeah. that they were there? How, how did she get in there? all of space? Yeah, but mm. yeah, it's Captain Marvel. We'll allow. We'll call play on. Um, I like that part though. I guess it sort of was a cool way to bring him back, and it brings Tony back to Earth really quick. So many people went into this assuming Tony's going to die. In space. Yeah, in like the first 30 minutes of the movie or something like that. What did we think of that? Well, everyone thought it was a massive spoiler when they had him in the trailer on Earth. Yeah. yeah. And I so thought, that I was so. like a... And then... They'd set it up a lot for people to be devastated of him dying early in the yeah. film. And then they kind of showed him safe on Earth in the next trailer and everyone was sort of like, okay, so we don't have to worry about that just yet. Yeah, <laughs> which I kind of like because I was like, well, at least they're doing it straight away. Whereas if it was like halfway or three quarters yeah. away through the movie, I'm like, well, I know that he's going to get back eventually. But doing it straight away, I didn't feel like I was spoiled too much in the trailer, which was good. I thought they did it brilliantly because it's like the whole first 15 minutes of the film is just shocks. Like you don't expect anything that happens at the start to be happening at the start. Mm. No, absolutely. Yeah, true. Um, and then, so Captain Marvel brings Nebula and Tony back. They She brings the whole bloody ship back because she's that badass. She can lift a whole ship through space. Brings it back to Earth to the Avengers compound. It is called Avengers compound, isn't it? Is, yeah. I made that up. I think Facility that's what they, or compound. Yeah, they refer to it as something like that. Um, where there is Captain America, Black Widow, War Machine, Bruce Banner, um, and Thor at this and point. And Rocket. And Rocket. Rocket's there. Build a bear. Build-A-Bear, great line by Tony Stark. <laughs> I genuinely thought you were a Build-A-Bear. Um, and they obviously they catch up with Tony. Tony explains what happened on Titan. And from there, they sort of... Well, C- Captain Marvel's walked in pretty hot-headed. She's like, look, pff, kids, sit down. I got this. I'm going to go kill Thanos. And they're like, hang on a second. Who is this new girl? They don't know her at this point. Yeah. They clearly don't know what she's capable of. Even though she's just lifted a spaceship from space back to her. She's clearly pretty impressive. Tony's impressed by her. He really likes her. But yeah. But Tony, he's also broken. He's a broken man at this yeah. point. He's like, frail. It's scary to look at him there. It was a, such an impactful scene where he just sort of was so clearly finished. He was done. He had no hope for completing or like yeah. going forward with anything. And he's looking real like Christian Bale in yeah. Machinist. Machinist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And he rips into Captain America and yeah. they have their, they reignite their hostilities towards each other. Uh, he's not happy that Cap wasn't there. He felt Cap abandoned them and that's why this all happened anyway. He's just looking to put blame on somebody. Mm. Uh, at this point, Thor is also like an emotional wreck because he feels like he could have stopped what happened had he gone for the head in the yeah. first place and took out Thanos in the head rather than what did he, he was it his just chest yeah, or something yeah just, just chest, chest yeah. with his axe yeah, yeah. Um, the plans hatched that you know what Nebula knows where Thanos will be and they travel to does anyone remember the planet's name I don't think they ever said the planet's I name I don't know they yeah. went through a fan theory that he did go back to Titan. And made it. Oh, recreated it. Yeah. Because Titan's obviously like a pretty run down place. But yeah. this new place where Thanos was was pretty beautiful. Like it Yeah, was... and there was that he used the stones again and had what? There was no one on that planet. So yeah. he just fully created it to be his garden. Well, that's how they... Is that how they knew that he... Where he was because he'd used the stones? Is yeah, that... they like looked at the signatures of the yeah, stones. Yeah, the and massive energy surge. Yeah. yeah, so the stones had been used somewhere in the universe and that's how they knew where to travel to, which is what Captain America, Thor, Cat Marvel, Rocket, Nebula, and War Machine, War Machine and Bruce and, Banner. And Bruce Banner, yeah, yeah. There's a few there. There were seven. There's more yeah. than I thought there was. <laughs> they all travel to this planet where Thanos is to 
well, I mean, they've all kind of got different agendas. I think Thor wants to kill him, Captain Marvel kind of wants to kill him, and then the rest are like, we need to get the stones. They get there and they see, what we see next is a Thanos that's really injured. Yeah. He's brutally scarred and uh, like he's got abrasions all over him and it's because he he'd used the stones again and in the process, what he was trying to do was he used the stones to destroy the stones because all they represented now was temptation. So he has now <laughs> destroyed the stones, which doesn't make Thor all that happy. And then what are we at this point? 15 minutes into the movie? Yeah, about that. And Thor kills Thanos. Yep, straight Just, to the head. Yeah, and cuts his head off. Yeah. And there's a fun line where they're like, what did you do? He's like, I went for the head. I think that's like a really powerful line because it's like, you know, it's like a comic relief, but also he's like breaking up as he's saying it because mm. it's exactly what he thought he should have, like he should have done in the first place. It's clearly been sitting with him, him this yeah. whole time. And it's also just the emptiness of the line. He's gone for the head. Yeah, but at what cost it's too late now and he knows that he's already lost everyone. The stones are gone. He can't bring anyone back. Yeah. And so, so he's like, Why, yeah. what's the point? Why not? Yeah. The others aren't thrilled with this. And I think Thor then goes on to regret it later because it was an emotional decision he made. Yeah. But as I said, 15 minutes into this movie and Th- and Thanos is dead. And I was taken aback by this. Yeah, I, I was shocked. I was honestly, you know how I felt in this moment? I felt the same way I felt when I watched Last Jedi and they killed Snoke. Snoke. And I was like, the whole uh, Force Awakens was spent that this was the big bad in this universe mm. and you just just yeah, like that yeah just, like just that. so easily yeah. killed him i was almost disappointed and i was a little bit put off by this but they recovered mm. later they recovered i also think just really interesting nebula i think plays a massive role in this film just with her character massive. and just her reaction to seeing thanos dead she's not distraught but she's not overly emotional either she's just so detached from how she was as her past self, which we get to see, which is really interesting. Yeah, I agree. And you Just, could, yeah. it could be uh, lost in that moment because they all seem a little bit more flat than what you feel they probably should, given mm. that Thanos is now dead. But they, as you pointed out, she had a different motive as to why she was sad. The others were sort of defeated in how to, what do yeah, we do now? There's nothing. Whereas hers do, yeah. was very much, that mm. was my dad. Yeah, yeah. She's also respectful in it. Like she goes over to his decapitated yeah, head and closes yeah. his eyes yeah it was odd wasn't it and yeah. they're all sort of it felt morbid at that yeah. point yeah i think she had a lot of complex sort of twists and turns in this movie as well. oh yeah. absolutely it was, she was she very could, central she could look plot, at him at that yeah. point and just see like all oh, right well he's not a threat to anyone anymore mm. so mm-hmm. it's like he didn't really deserve this to end him like obviously he's done so much badness well that's yeah and at this point in her character progression as well she's obviously become far more humanized by spending time with humans. Like yeah. and not even humans, I guess, but just with the guardians. Well, as well with the yeah. guardians who are far more humanized than what she was used to with mm. the likes of Thanos. Um at this point we skip five years into the future. And they did this really well. Five, you're like, ooh, what's it gonna be? Years? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> later. Yeah, later. And you're like, oh shit, what is happening? Um we jump forward and we see a world where they've had to come to terms with well, we're sort of done. The stones are gone. We can't change what happened in the past. We can't snap things back to the way they were. We just have to learn to move on. Something happened here that I was like, eye roll. Captain America running a support group. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. That's the first thing we see. Captain America sitting around in such a classic support group setting. It's like a 
school hall or something. I don't know. Also, the cameo with Joe literally talking to one of the directors. Joe there Russo, well. yes. Yeah. He is playing a character that's talking in the support group about his like just life and how he's been trying to date and just essentially people talking about trying to get back to a normal life post the snap. Uh, and Cap is just, you know, Cap. Is, Being Cap. Yeah, supportive. Uh, I think know, that scene would have been good without him in it. I think it would yeah, have had absolutely. more impact without him. Way more impact. Because he's just like, you yeah. know, why have him there? Why would he be running a support Well, it group? would show that, you know, the Avengers tried, but they failed in that situation of mm. Infinity War. But, you know, these are the people who actually went through the impact of them not winning. Absolutely. And this is how they're trying to get together. Because the Avengers can't help them in that way. They were never, they've never really done that on an emotional level with, like, the impact of, I don't know, Attack on New York. They never went out afterwards and helped survive. Yeah, they all that, just went H warmer. You know, so... Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. That would have been a lot better had Cap not been in it. It just felt like a real, uh, the Boy Scout, good on him. Um, I don't know. I struggle with Captain America a little bit. But anyway, we get that. And then we also cut over to Avengers Compound where we see Black Widow uh, sort of in the command area, I guess you would say. And she's got holograms, for lack of a better word, reporting into her, which are, help me remember here. So we've got Captain Marvel. We've got Rocket. Nebula, Okoye, and War Machine. Yes, correct. Now, they're all sort of reporting in from different places around the world or universe, if you're Captain Marvel. Um, And they're all... uh, They've sort of somewhat moved on in a way, I guess. They're all just trying to get the world back to being functioning and make sure everything's all right, not as much worrying about how can we get everyone back at this point. Um, Except for one... War Machine sort of hangs back at the end as they all leave the conversation and he's obviously got a different mission to the rest where he's been tasked with trying to find Hawkeye. Uh, It's at this point... Actually, something I want to touch on first. I didn't have this in the notes when I sent them to you guys. I saw an interesting thing online. In this scene, what's her name from Black Panther? Okoye. Okoye, yeah. So apparently... When she comes on and she says, so Black Widow is like, what's anything to report? Yeah, how are you? Handling it. She's like, it's an earthquake under the Yes. We don't handle it. Yeah, we leave it alone. Yeah. Apparently, that's a reference to Namor. Oh, as in like I mean, the, possibly. He's but, like the um, Marvel's he, Aquaman yeah, kind of guy. essentially. So he is the ruler of Atlantis. And oh. apparently, in the comics... One of his biggest arch nemesis is uh, Black Panther. T'Challa. No, that, that would be really Don't good because that that's like that. the like that's the style of cameo that they used to do. Yes, like, and so what what the theory is is that they already know that Namor is out there, but they don't have T'Challa anymore. So they're choosing to not address it because yeah. they don't have Black Panther, and that's the one that usually goes and deals with that to make it their issue right now yeah so they're more worried about just making sure things run normally and if there's an earthquake off the coast of africa well you know that's just something in this world these days we have to learn to live with because we don't have the defender that we used to which i thought was very cool very cool again the fan theory (laughs) so let's all just hope and pray but yeah so war machine's been tasked with going and finding uh hawkeye and i i keep going to say hawkman so if i do say that (laughs) pull me up hawkeye who we then, I think, at that point, we see how broken Nat is, our yeah. Black Widow. She is an absolute mess. She feels somewhat responsible for all of this. I don't, I'm not too sure why, but she's very much tasked herself 
with having to rectify at least what's happened to him. She knows he's gone off the deep end. We hear about all these kills. They don't reference him directly here, but we know that that's who they're sort of talking about. I think she says Clint at one oh, does stage. She? Yeah, during the conversation. Well, well okay. yeah. he mentions the killings and she's just like, yeah. And he says, you know it's Barton, right? Like, yeah, we know right. that yeah, this okay, is yeah, him yeah, doing true. this. It's his signature. Yeah. Like, so he's clearly doing some pretty badass shit around the world, yeah. taking out his frustration on his family being vanished at this point. Uh, from there, we cut away to uh, like a storage unit in somewhere. I'm not too sure where. Mm-hmm. And we see the van from Ant-Man and the Wasp where the time travel machine was in the back. And we see it just, we see a rat like hit something in the van, which generates the time machine to start up and then out pops uh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man. Definitely not how I thought they were going to bring you back into What'd it. What'd you think? I didn't know, to be honest. Like, really? That was the only thing that I could not guess would happen in the movie, mm. is how he was going to get out but of it. Yeah. What did you think of this return, the way they did it? I, um, thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Dumb luck, Ant-Man, yeah. very, st- very Ant-Man sense. style. It makes sense yeah. to him. Yeah, if there's anything yeah. these movies do well is they stay true to each individual character and what yeah. would happen in their movies. Yeah, it was. It was dumb like that's a really good one. I mean, they could have made it cheesier. So like I think they yeah. did it well. Yeah. I mean there are, and these movies there is a lot of dumb luck. Like as yeah. we said, Captain Marvel just stumbling upon Tony Stark, the, yeah. the man yeah. that can save the universe. I mean, like, it makes more sense for a rat to turn on that machine <laughs> than Captain Marvel to find them. <laughs> it's true. It was funny how he came back, but then his scene and his realisation of what's happened. Like, he has no idea. He's been gone for five years, but it's only been five hours for him. Can and we the, just say the acting of Paul Rudd? Oh, it, I was, yeah. I teared up in this moment. crying at that stage, yeah. yeah. He's very good. What the hell? I mean, I knew he was good. Yeah, because the relationship that established in Ant-Man and the Wasp with him and his daughter. Yes. And you're just thinking, oh, no, if she's gone. And him and Hope as well. Yeah. Yeah, him and Hope. I think what I... This was a really good part of the movie because, as you said, we... Scott Lang pops out of this storage unit in the the back of a van. He gets let out and then he's walking to where... uh, I think it was Hope's house or something was. And the, the street is abandoned like it's Mm. all overgrown in the front yards of these houses and he realizes something's not right and he asks the kid that's riding past on a push bike and this kid looks real scarred and stuff it was a little bit it was very dc universe that it was just a lot of brooding what very brooding and anyway so he's like well what's happened here and he continues on and then he stumbles across a war memorial yeah the vanished yeah i love this because this was such a great visual representation of the people lost just in this area. Mm. Yeah, I think it was really clever. And, like, it's artistic as well. Like, it it looked really nice. Mm. But it was also, like, that's totally what we'd be like. That's what we, Absolutely. That's something that we'd Yeah, and just yeah. when he's frantically looking for a name, everyone that's standing around just is very, like, he pushes past someone and they have no reaction. It's just a... Yeah. They just move to the side yeah like the way that everyone's so beaten down and broken yeah and they're all happened. just they're used to it whereas he's it's this is all new like to him. why where we left um all we can do is stare at these names that are gone now. yeah while people visit the names of their yeah. their family that are lost yeah. he's frantically hoping that his aren't yeah. there no pun intended um as he does do that he is searching for his daughter's name and it's not there but the two names his own he just sees yes. his own yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, at this point, runs to the house where his daughter is, and he. This is where it gets good. Mm. This is like emotional shit. Mm. 
but also confusing because... Well, you have to take she, a moment. <laughs> she does look a lot older. Well, okay. How years. old was she in Ant-Man and the Wasp? She was, so she was pretty young. She was like seven or eight. Yeah. Maybe. But but when was <laughs> that? Like, when was when was Ant-Man set? Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp ends at the start of Infinity War. But was she at in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. I feel like I don't remember yeah. as much. She was? She, she is, was a yeah. huge character. Yeah, she yeah. was. She played a really cool, important I remember role that movie in like... You know, making his decisions. You know, she gets him oh, the best, best grandma trophy. Yeah, the best and he grandma. Has to go to school. Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. All right. Well, so at that point, what happens is the daughter, well, a young woman, comes to the yeah. door and answers it, and they both look at each other, and she's like, "Dad," and she's a lot older than what she was when we last saw her. So yeah. instantly, a really good represents representation of how times passed. Yeah. But Paul, we just need to take a second because we need to appreciate Paul Rudd's acting in this. Yeah. Killed me. Killed me. It was but me. also it was he good. still keeps it to his character. Like when he he's does. like, he doesn't know what he's saying. He's just yeah. like, you got so big. Yeah. 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 And that's just like. I and then he like laughs stop. and cries. I was waiting for him to shout, Peanut. Because that's such a big thing in Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's was, so true, yeah. but she does not look like Peanut anymore. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then at that point, where do we head to? So we've had Ant-Man return and then he heads over to the Avengers compound. So at that point, he, that's that scene from the trailer where the first trailer where we see uh, Scott Lang on the security camera and he's like, do you remember me? I, I was the really big guy in like at, at the airport. I was and then I was big. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and Black Widow's like, that's live. That's the front gate. Or yeah, because she's talking with Captain America. Yep. At this point, Scott Lang comes in and, and starts explaining everything that's happened, how he's time-travelled, and he has this whole plan of, like, maybe we can use this to, like, change time and go back, And which, i got to be honest, at this point, Black Widow has that line of, he's like, I know this sounds crazy, and she's like, I receive emails from a raccoon. Nothing's crazy. I was like, that's so true. I really, yeah. I, really I don't know why I like that, yeah. but I laughed. It was nice to have a laugh after the cry. Um <laughs> So they talk about that and they realize that they don't really know how this would work because it's Hank, isn't it? Is that um, Michael Douglas's yes. character? Yeah. yeah. Hank, Hank Pym? Hank Pym, yeah. yeah. And that's quantum mechanics. Yes. And so they're like, well, without Hank, we don't really know how to do this. Scott Lang's just a, a burglar. Yeah, yeah he, never, just came he, across it. Yeah. He, he doesn't know what he's he doing. Doesn't, he <laughs> loves it. He makes jokes through all of their movies about how little he understands. Like in the last one, he just says to them, like, do you just put quantum in front of every word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, they realize, look, who can help us with this? Tony Stark. They travel off to see Tony and he's at his house in like on a lake and he's living the happy life in a sense. He's got a family. He's got Pepper. He's got their child that's like Morgan. yeah morgan that's like yeah. three or something or well, five probably yeah, she'd be five. probably five um and tony's sort of like he seems happy which well, is I, I think this whole scene here is really important because of thanos mm. and like one of the whole things that happened in infinity war was showing how tony stark works like he's he's two mindsets about being a father so he's got you know he's got peter parker on one hand who's this kid that he wants to mentor and show his wisdom to show him how to be a better person and all of this. But you look at Thanos and like Nebula and Gamora mm. and Thanos was the brutal father who pushed them in their ways to get them into one direction and shows yeah. how that works. And like, he's seen how if he keeps going along this path of being Iron Man, he will follow that path that Thanos had. 
of a poor relationship as a parent. And so he needed to pull away from that. And Mm. he's only like the thing that showed him how to become a good parent was the bad parenting of something extreme like Thanos because it took away like what he had experienced as fatherhood. And so that broke him down. Mm. And that's why he's like, you know, he took the thing off at the start, his arc reactor and gave it to Captain America. He said he's not doing this anymore. Yeah. And he just... He wanted no part of it. Yeah. It's also probably just the immense fear of that uh, initial scene when he does get back to Earth. The first thing he says to Captain America is, I lost the kid. Yeah. Which is very sad. And then obviously later on that week, he would have found out that Pepper's pregnant. And, Mm. you know, it's like the whole second chance is... True. He doesn't want to do that all over again. Yeah, it'd be horrible to give it up, which is what he really struggles with is um, giving up the second chance he's got, but then also giving the second chance back to Peter Parker by bringing all of those people back again mm. is like, you know, which one do you go with? He can't be Iron road? Man and a dad. No. Yeah. No. And he says no to him. He's like, no, not helping. One no part of it. We can't change the past. It's happened. And he also thinks it's too dangerous to mess with quantum physics and the whole aspect of time travel. Um, also, it's just funny we're referring to it as a time heist. Yes, and I really Scott like Lang that. Basing yeah. all of his knowledge off Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, so you're basing this on Back to the Future? He's like, yeah, okay, I guess I am. <laughs> and, then, and then at one point, Tony really debunks the whole theory of Back to the Future. He's like, Back to the Future is a whole heap of bullshit, then, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. Really disappointed. Yeah. But it's good because, like, so many movies tackle time travel, and you look at like all of them, it's a lot of them are like the same theory of mm. time travel. And this one really didn't follow along with that, which no. was so much better. Mm. Yeah, it was good. So they go to the next best bet, the next biggest brain that they've got, which is the Hulk. But not only is it, well, it's Hulk, but Bruce Banner is who they want. But it's the same thing now because Bruce Banner's just spent 18 months combining the two different cells and all the different cells in his body Mm. to get the best of both worlds with being Professor Hulk now. So that's why for comics fans, they know that that's from the comics. Professor Hulk is the genius version of the Hulk, the brain of Bruce Banner and the strength and brawn of the Hulk, I guess. Um, hilarious. What do we think? I was disappointed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. Go, go, go. Okay. Well, my my whole theory was, you know, it made things in Infinity War irrelevant. Like the whole thing in Infinity War was the Hulk wouldn't come back out. Like it was split. He's like, you know, he they, he lost and Bruce lost. And like they like he said that. That's one of his lines. He's like, I lost twice, the Hulk lost, and then I lost, which is, like, really deep. Like, that's, you really hit yeah, rock yeah. bottom there. But um, I thought it would make sense because they also spent the last, like, you know, they spent Age of Ultron and some of Infinity War building up this relationship between um, Black Widow and Bruce Banner. Mm. And I'm like, that, there's a love story there. That they never touched on in this movie. No, they movie. didn't. They didn't. And, and I it, thought, and it becomes very relevant why they should have touched on yes, it as well. I thought it was going to be that the way that she was going to bring the Hulk out was to sacrifice herself. Mm. And why, while she still did do that, which will come later, it wasn't for him. And I thought it would have made more sense because you know they totally just gloss over. Shit, any that, you of just wrote a better story. movie. That's a better movie. It would have made so much <laughs> more sense because it's like it, it then brings the Hulk back out gives them another fighting chance if they needed it, which realistically they didn't. Yeah. I think what the thing with this is that also makes sense because if you're going to do Professor Hulk, it's a great idea and it also lends into making a better Hulk movie if that's what they were able to do or going to do, whether or not they will or not. 
because it humanizes the Hulk. The Hulk is, to me, I don't usually care about the Hulk because I'm like, well, he's just a mess of a being that like smashes <laughs> shit and throws shit and he doesn't really achieve much. But with the humanized version that we get in this, you're like, I could watch a Hulk movie. Sure, yeah. I guess. I ne- never realized I would, but I yeah. could. But as you said, they're not going to do that. So then, again, the the whole point of having it, I don't, I don't get. I suppose he did give a lot in terms of comedic relief Heaps. in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like there was already a lot of comedic relief characters in the movie. Like Ant Man's a comedic relief character. Yeah, Rocket, yeah. to an extent, he was much more mm. grounded in this movie, but is a comedic yeah. relief character. Thor was too much of a comedic that relief was, character. Yeah, not a fan of that. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Well, let's keep on track. This is going long already. We we go to uh, they they begin trying to work out time travel, um, and in the process, they're obviously at Avenger compound, and they're having varied success. Some really funny moments here where they keep sending Scott Lang in and out, and as he comes back out of the machine, he keeps uh, like differing in age, I guess. So, he, like at one point, he comes out and he's an old man. At one point, he comes out, he's a baby. And then Captain America's like, he's a baby. Hulk's like, he'll grow. <laughs> Which, That's fantastic. Just leave him. Just yeah, leave him. just leave him. Over time, it'll be good. That I really laughed at. Um, so they're not having much success. And then, sure enough, we cut back to Tony. He sees a photo of Peter and he's, you can see that while he puts on the front, it's still very much eating him up. That, oh, yeah. That Peter mm. is... Some may be savable. Is he out there? Can he do something to help him? He owes it to the kid that he got into all this, I guess. Uh, and then we see Tony, which I really enjoyed this because it takes you back to those Iron Man movies where it's just Tony Stark yeah. in his garage, uh, like just coming up with inventions. Messing yeah, messing yeah. around. He's sort of just like, you know, he's got like his stick in his mouth. He's like, oh, just try this. I don't know if it'll work. And then it works. And he falls back into his seat and he's like, I've worked it out. So Tony goes to the Avengers compound, skipping forward a little bit, and he agrees to help them. Tony, obviously, being the genius idiot. God, aren't we all going to miss Iron Man? It's already, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> we're building up to it. Yes, we know. Justin said off the top, he dies. And it just, it kills you. When you think back to all this, you're like, oh, he we're not going to get, he started it. Yeah. We're not going to get any of these moments anymore. He turns up and he's like, Ferrari or whatever he's driving <laughs> and like he gets out all cocky and shit and he, he's essentially he's created the time travel machine they need at this point we go over to Tokyo and this is where we first see what's become of Hawkeye I felt like I was in what's that movie um with Scarlett Johansson that came out Ghost in a Shell Ghost in a Shell at this moment I was like all the fluorescent lights yeah. and like just Although, the action I sequence thought this looked better and was like shot better I than was. that movie. Yeah, it was, was a bit like, John Wick one. of him just being oh, it really was. Was going it was very John Wick. Just, way uh, better, yeah. way better call. <laughs> I want that as a whole movie. Yeah, a yeah. Ronan movie, almost like that. Just like set like that. Even like the way that they did the subtitles. Yeah, there were subtitles. They did similar style in Ghost in the Show where they had yeah. the subtitles moving, and I hated it. Mm. But I thought it looked awesome in this. Well, we see. Uh, Hawkeye, I guess we'll just go I kind of wonder who we got in contact with to find out that Thanos was the one who snapped. Because how did he find it out? Did the Avengers go on a press conference and say, oh, this is what's happened. This is who did this. I feel like it would have mm, been because, you know, he was under house arrest when that happened. and Clint was. 
Yeah, because he and Ant Man were both under house arrest. Yeah, because they got caught um, after the German Civil airport. War. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and okay. that's why he was God, there because they so much. they showed his ankle <laughs> bracelet at the start, which is the same one that Scott Lang had throughout yeah. all of Ant Man yep, and yep, the Wasp. Yep. But um, now I've just totally lost my train of thought. Well, you were- <laughs> how he found out about Thanos. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, all of the other Avengers were there, and like Thor saw him snap his fingers, mm. and he is still in contact with all of the others. So he yeah, probably straight away, you know, found out and then he them. just decided to go off the radar. I think mm. I feel like I might've taken a bit of a build up. Like I think mm. that's, if they're going to do a movie or series on him, they'll, they might have something in those five years. Cause you know, five years is a long time to get to that stage. It'd be cool to have a movie. Yeah. I mean, based on that, but again, they'd be going back in, they'd be dipping into phase three, I guess. Yeah. So they might mm. avoid it. But anyway, <clears throat> Nat turns up and she's, she convinces him to come back and to, you know, help them try and reverse everything that's happened and get his family back. So that's enough to lure him back in. She brings him back to Avengers compound where Tony's got the machine up and running that he's built. And, uh, we see Scott Lang very hesitantly agree to test the suit and the time travel. And he really doesn't want to do it. And then obviously the man with nothing to lose Hawkeye steps up and says, I'll do it. So they send him back. And they take him to his farm. It doesn't... Does it even address how long ago was it? It's like roughly five years ago. I think they were aiming for it. I think they said something about a week before the snap in a previous Okay. Thing. So, I think it was around there. Around there. Because what happens is he gets to his farm and he looks around. Everything looks somewhat normal, but there's no family. And then he hears voices inside and he yeah. goes to run inside in excitement. And then they bring him back before he can see mm. his kid. Yeah. But he calls out. And then she comes downstairs after he's been pulled back and she's like, Dad? And then, so you see that this can work. And yeah, he, he picks up life. the um, baseball bat, the glove, which yeah. was like the whole point of yes. the test to see if they can bring something physical back. back. And he comes back and they realise that they can do this and it's all very exciting. And then it becomes about that scene that we saw in the trailer. Let's all get now quantum realm suits, yeah. suits that Tony's made. So they what they ha- what they do is they break off into teams and they organize not only where they've got to go in order to get the stones but at what time period in mm. order for the stones to be there. And Black Widow realizes that if they pick the right time in New York at one point there's three stones. Yeah. Uh there is obviously the if those that remember the first Avengers uh there what stones are they exactly? The Tesseract, so, the space Tesseract. Stone. space. The, the mind stone. The mind stone. Loki star. Yeah. And then the time stones at the sorcerer's. Yes, which place. we don't see in the first Avengers, but we know it's there from Doctor Strange. So at that time period, they it's uh, Hulk, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Rocket's there. Rocket there? No, mm, Ant Man's there. Ant Man's there, yeah. Uh, they all go back to New York, and that's where they set out to get their stones. They break off, and unfortunately, in the process, Iron Man and Ant-Man aren't successful in getting their the Tesseract they lose, don't they? Yeah, which I think is fantastic. I think this whole scene... This was really good. This was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, this was great. The first, like, different shot that they took, like, they brought us to outside of the first Avengers film. That's what I wanted to ask. What was different? I can't even remember. It's a lot. um, There was The the first one that really showed up to me was the... Sorcerer Supreme building. Like, I think that was the first cutaway from the original movie. Of course, yep. Bruce Banner goes up there and you see Tilda Swinton as Mm -hmm. the ancient one. Yep. Yeah. And that was awesome. Like, her chopping down. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, they were helping out. I was like, I want to see more of that. Like, that was awesome. That was really cool to see that that world already existed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also because they thought they were going to see Doctor Strange there. 
but they didn't realize that he wasn't even a part of it at that point. Yeah. And then she says like, oh, you're about, you know, five years too early. He's across town performing surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like, that's. Yeah, that was really cool. Knowing her character. Yeah. She can see through time. So it's like, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What I wanted to know was though, at Avengers Tower, which is in that, in the climax of that first Avengers film, that's where the whole, it is Avengers Tower, isn't it? Where they, where the whole thing comes and they have Loki arrested and uh, what was the shield group called? The, um, the task force. Well, yeah, the evil sort, of, sort of Hydra. The, but the Hydra people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it the, was Hydra yeah. in the yeah. in, once the, we got to Civil Crossbones, War. Yeah, whatever his actual mm. name was. Mm. Um, but I was I, when he walked through the door, I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, that's what I want to know. Was that all footage from the first one, no. or is that new? No, because they, they we cut never it saw that, in yeah. the in the. I can't remember what was. They cut it when he says, "I'll take that drink now." When Loki says, "I'll have that drink now." So the, everything that happened after that, we didn't. Yeah, okay, great. Because I was yeah. wondering. There is such an immense amount of callbacks and references and jokes in that scene. Just yeah, like, it's insane. Yeah, like having that so group there, mm. and then having um, yeah. what's his name down the bottom, Pierce. Yeah, Robert the, Redford's Robert character. Robert Redford's yeah. character. Yeah. Like, uh, that was a surprise yeah. seeing him in that. I was um, like, wow. What I thought was interesting in that timeline, how they didn't get the Tesseract, Loki just picks it up and yeah. disappears. I'm that wondering if, like, because he's getting his spinoff, the, like, Loki Disney Plus series, mm. if, like, they'll branch off with that timeline of him yeah, getting the Tesseract. Because he's the only, like, loose cannon in that. Yeah, yeah. It was, the whole thing was really good. And it also... It took you back a little bit to just that movie in general, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, this was this was such a good like." It cap was just fighting cap. I can do this all day. That was amazing. Who the hell knew I yeah. wanted a cap v cap fight? <laughs> I had no idea. It was amazing. Like the, the shields ele- hitting each other, recreating the elevator scene. Yeah, when, when Cap says yeah. "Hail Hydra," and like that was from a, yeah, that recent great. comic, like last year or the year before, yeah. that just blew up everything. Everyone, Everyone like, wanted what? to hear him say. And he said it. I was expecting, you know, the elevator fight scene because it was built up the exact same as the was, um, yeah. Winter Soldier fight scene. He and knew he better though. He had to get out of it. Hail Hydra. I was like, what? <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. But yeah, that the cap v cap scene where, oh yeah, the <laughs> the 2012 caps, like, I could do this all day. He's like, I know. That was yeah, such a good line. It's like, yeah, even even Captain America is sick he's, of the shit of Captain America. He's so sick of so himself. So funny. When they're trying to leave Thor's with um, Tony Stark and Robert Redford's character says, where are you guys off to? And Thor says, lunch yes. and then Asgard. That's reference to them going to get shawarma. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, from there, Asgard, which, which is where current Thor travels to with Rocket, um, because there's a stone on Asgard. Now, what I actually, when I watched this, I was like, where is the stone? But is it in it's a necklace? Really no, it's funny. Inside, yeah. Um, what's, what's it? Natalie Portman's. Yeah, it's inside yeah. Natalie Portman's. Why was it inside her? From the Dark World, which yeah. was like, you know, the one that everyone forgets because it was the worst, like the worst. Yeah, Marvel so you yeah. brush, I've only watched it once. So which is why reminds, it had such a longer recap of Thor recapping yeah, that stone. Everyone else was just like, oh, this was in New York, Loki had it. But he's like, yeah, no one watched my movie, yeah. so hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. He had a longer recap for the reality stone. And that's a cool moment because we see uh, Thor get to engage with his mum, who obviously died in the Dark in World. In that, because the yeah. Dark Elves are trying to get the Ether, the reality, reality stone, stone, out yeah. of her. Yeah. And they come and invade Asgard and, like, destroy half the place and kill his mum in the process because she's defending Natalie Portman. Yeah. Mm. So we see that... Um, Rocket ends up getting the stone. This was sort of a 
That was that. This whole they really Asgard, rushed over him getting the actual yeah, stone. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't really show it, and I think it's because it was to do with a good, good character, like as in a good person. You yeah. had to retrieve it from her. So rather than have to take out a bad guy, to and get she it, probably would have been like, "Yes," because the whole point of her being there was to get it out of her anyway. Yeah, mm, true. Um, so we see that that whole scene is largely about Thor talking to his mum. Yeah, I guess which the only was, good parent in the MCU. <laughs> uh, although. <laughs> Yeah, well, true. And although he also gets back. Well, yeah. Yes. He gets back his hammer. So, Which is fantastic. Yeah, because oh, everyone, so everyone wanted. Yeah, still worthy. <laughs> For, we didn't even talk about it. Thor in this movie is a fat slop. Oh, big yeah. Lebowski. Melted ice cream. Yeah, he, he looks like melted ice cream. the big Lebowski. He is. He, he's like got he's his grown out hair. Straight after him. Beard. We're posting like spoilers without without context. We're just posting that. And like Tony what, Stark. Thor. Yeah. yeah. Tony much. Stark even says it. Like he walks past him and says Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like when they're building the quantum oh, tunnel. I didn't even mm-hmm. notice. He's a, he's a mess of a man, a shell of his former self. And his mum knows it. And she sort of gives him that like eat a salad. At some yeah. point before they say their goodbyes, but he does. He gets his hammer back and he heads back uh, to Avengers Compound. Before we get there, we head over to Morag, 2014, mm-hmm. where started the Guardians of the Galaxy. Also very funny seeing yep. Peter Quill dancing around without his music. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. And like singing like in a bad voice. Yeah. That, uh, Amazing. I saw it with Justin the second time. I leant over. I'm like. Anytime the Guardians are on, it's the best soundtrack. Yeah. Like you just forget about how good yeah. the music is in those yeah. movies. James Gunn is just a genius. Yeah. Like he did so well with that. Well, we know what's coming later on with Guardians 3 maybe, but we'll get to that anyway because that sounds fun too. We see War Machine and Nebula um, obviously waiting for Quill to turn up because he will lead them to the uh, – what stone is this? Power Stone. Power Stone. Um in the process, though, this is where things sort of derail a little bit because Nebula says we're not the only ones in 2014 uh, that are here looking for the Power Stone. Enter past Thanos, past Nebula, and past um, Gamora. Gamora. So at this point, you start. not only is Thanos now back in the film, but you're like, oh, okay, I see what's going to happen here. Like, yeah, it's good to have the big bad of the movie return in a powerful well a powerful way we now know that he's not just dead because at this point we're about an hour and a half in at this point and there's not really a villain there's no villain yeah i was it's... like well who like is this just going to be a retcon mission where they just have to which it is mm. this whole movie is essentially a yeah. retcon mission yeah absolutely and you're sort of but you're without a bad guy and yeah i want to stop here and just say hour and a half into the movie a little bit before this, but once they've got the time machine up and running, that's about an hour and a half. What are we thinking? Didn't feel like an hour and a half. Didn't it? The first time, I reckon. The second time, it felt longer because there is a lot of mm. exposition. Heaps. Yeah. And they need it. I get why they need it. I think the parts that drained on the most was like dealing with um, Black Widow and all of that kind of stuff. Like Even As soon as they actually stuff, yeah. start getting into... New York and mm, yeah. it starts getting a bit more exciting yeah. and yeah. the pace picks up. Did you feel an hour and a half when you first watched it? Um, A little, but also not really. I kind of got a little bit worried when it started doing the New York 2012. I um, did as Morag. well. I was like, oh no, is this whole thing just going to be reminiscing over yeah. the 22 mm. films? I was like, we give me something do new. I don't yeah. want to just rewatch. Yeah. We've yeah. been to Asgard. We know it's destroyed now. Yeah. Um, I definitely looked at my watch. I, I again, yeah, it I, wasn't. I wasn't looking at the time. It wasn't a bad thing by any stretch. I wasn't sitting there going, "This is dragging." Mm. 
but it dragged a little enough for me to be like, I wonder how far into this we yeah. are because this is like they need to start getting to it. Yeah. And I think that's hindered by the fact that before this was Infinity War and that was so like, the whole bang, thing bang, was bang, very bang. high-paced, yeah. Yes, the whole time. And so there was so much happening in it that it just made that two and a half hours or whatever it was, three hours, <laughs> no, no, uh-huh. can't even see. I snapped my fingers and I didn't mean to. It just made it fly by. Whereas this, that first hour and a half drags a little bit for me. But anyway, that's I might be in the minority there. So we see Thanos uh, and remind me, how does he actually come to realise that this is happening? Well, Nebula glitches and it shows War Machine saying, yeah. well, let's take She glitches, cover. okay. Yeah. So through the... Uh, the science of Nebula or whatever which she is. Which is, uh, she- you know, makes a little bit of sense. They yeah. say that she's entangled, which is, mm, you know. Yeah. Quantum entanglement. And, and quantum entanglement. <laughs> entanglement theoretically does work as they've shown it there. So mm. it's like, you know, you've got two pieces of information that can cross between one another. That's why instantly. I wanted to have a science guy on. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> semi-qualified. Semi-qualified. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I thought that was really good yeah. how they did that because yeah. it's like, they both kind of just like seizure and like her eye pops out giving mm. the memory feed, which is like how they showed it in Infinity War as well. Mm. And then you see her talking to War Machine that we just saw like a minute ago. Yeah. And they're like, hang on, who's this guy? Yeah. yeah. And it's also just seeing Gamora's reaction in that scene where she knows that future Nebula is looking for the Power Stone with someone else. And she knows at that point where the Soul Stone is. Yeah. And she's obviously like freaking out because yeah. it's like oh no this is it like yeah so something's happened yeah. along the way and she's she's noticeably confused by it all realistically yeah. she's only a few hours or days from breaking away from thanos anyway mm. yeah yeah so at that point because of this they're able to view everything all the conversations nebula's had and in the process see the avengers conversations and find exactly where all of the infinity yes stones are. thanos now knows exactly what's yeah. happening and that they've gone to get the stones and they've taken them back to earth so now he knows where he's got to go i also do find his reaction to seeing himself be decapitated interesting like his line of i am inevitable then mm. getting his head chopped off and he's sort of like and that's fate. destiny fulfilled yeah that's destiny fulfilled i was sort of like he wasn't phased thought, was he? i thought he'd be a bit upset about oh, it, I, think, yeah. I, think it may, I think it works to his character because yeah. the whole way through, he's like, I'm not doing this for me. Mm. He yeah. doesn't believe that he is just doing it for the sake. Like, that he does has change, a righteous in- reason in his mind. Yeah. To invoke that reaction from somebody to cut his head off, it means he's achieved yeah. what he'd set out to yeah. do. Exactly what he's yeah. wanted. Yeah. So that it makes. Kind of, like, he does his past Thanos character does arc a bit i think yep. by the time he does get to earth yeah and is struggling to get the gauntlet he's just sort of like you know what i'll just enjoy this yeah um, no definitely yeah so then from there we go back to new york and we see as i said earlier captain uh no captain america got his uh he got the stuff he got his stone yeah he got the stuff um but iron man and ant-man lost the uh which one was it the tesseract, tesseract. yeah they lost that one. So they're trying to work out, well, you know, we're screwed. What do we do now? And then it's Iron Man, I think, realizes that at one point in time, his dad was at an army base with Hank Pym and at the same army time. And that was the one that they go to in Winter Soldier. Where yes. Zola traps them, yeah. Yeah. And it's the 1970s at some point. Mm-hmm. It's, the I don't year think- that he was born. The year Stark was born. That's yeah. right. We've yeah. come to learn that in a minute because what they do is they time travel there, but they've only got one time travel potion thing each left to get there. 
So you're like, well, what are they going to do? And then you realize, I don't think they actually said Hank Pym was there. They said they're they both there but together. They to it because, like, obviously he knew enough about Hank Pym mm. through Scott Lang and through his dad that yeah. he would have been like, you know, they're both there because that was the first Shield facility and they both were at mm. the start. So they go there back to the 70s and Iron Man and Cap are. Well, he's not Iron Man, he's Tony at this point. He's incognito as some scientist and they're walking through the facility and they go underground and they split up. Um, Cap goes to find where Hank Pym's office is in order to retrieve more time travel. But what, what are we calling Pym it? Pym particles. Pym particles. Yeah. Um, which he does. He grabs enough to get back for them both. So we're like, okay, thank God they're getting back. Because at this point I was like, is this how they die? Is this, <laughs> where, like, is this what they're going to do? Uh, no, they have now potion to get back. Um, and Tony breaks off to go and get the um, tesseract. tesseract, which was in another room within the facility. In the process, comes across his dad, which this pretty full on. At this point yeah. in time, you start being like, okay, I think we're really seeing Tony's farewell story. Interesting here. So they both get what they're after. Tony and his dad are walking back out and uh, Cap gives him a look like, yeah, I'm good. Tony gives him a look, yeah, me too. And he has his farewell with his dad and he has his embrace and it's it's all very nice and like, there's a lot of sentimental stuff in there. And then what I didn't realise though is that in this movie it's the first time they've acknowledged the existence of... Jarvis. Well, Jarvis, mm. but also... He is in ABC's Agent Carter. And he's the same say? actor yeah. as well. Yeah. The first time they've referenced the Marvel TV shows in there. Yeah. So yes, this is the first it's, time yeah, it's ever happened. It's the first yeah, other way okay. around. So yeah. it's the same actor, which is James Darcy. Yep. Oh, it looks yeah, like it. it. Yep. Yeah. Um he also plays Jarvis, as you said, in Agent Carter. In yeah. I thought he was great in that because they got axed after like one season or two seasons. Yeah, I think. 2013 mm. to 15 it runs. So yeah. Uh, 14 to 15. He was good. Yeah, so he, that's really cool. That's the first mm. time they've ever acknowledged that that means like what Daredevil is in this world as well. well or see, that's what? Also I don't know. Going, going shortly back to the Ronan thing, I want to think that the people he was fighting were like the Hand or one of those groups yeah. that Daredevil okay. fights. Yeah, maybe because like I feel like that'd make sense because they're you know the big crime syndicates and stuff like that mm. in Marvel. Well, they've taken them off TV now, so yeah. I mean, who knows what they'll do with those characters? Yeah, exactly. It's cool, but anyway, very cool that that's the first time they've mentioned. Yeah, the existence of that world within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But also before all of that stuff goes down in the compound, there is Stanley's cameo. Of course, yeah. we can't brush over Stanley's <laughs> cameo. Um, it was it was quick, quicker than what it was. I almost to... missed it. Yeah, you, yeah, I definitely took a second to be like, I think that second. was Stanley. I asked Georgia, I was like, was that Stanley? I yeah. think it was. It's getting harder to watch every time. <laughs> How fitting though that he was able to be in the last. Yeah, mm. he at least rounded out the. F- the complete phase one, two, and three yep. of this saga. Like, he was in everyone. So, that was kind of nice. I don't know how they did it. I guess they... Well, because they filmed Endgame and Infinity War sequentially. Mm. Oh, okay. So, so, they did it at the He would have time. had his cameo filmed a while ago. But they've confirmed that's the last one. So, that's the last cameo we get. Oh, that yeah. hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's mm. it. They've said that that's no more after that. So, that was... It was good to have one last send-off for Stanley. Um... Then we head over to where shit gets real messed up. Um, I didn't even consider that this was going to have to happen, but Hawkeye and Black Widow head over to Warm War. Yeah. They head there, and I hadn't even yeah considered. We saw it in Infinity War. Yeah, that 
in order to retrieve this stone, you have to sacrifice somebody you love. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, who dies here? Mm. I'm going to be straight up. I assumed it would be Hawkeye because I Black a, Widow's got yeah. a movie coming I out. I never in the slightest second thought Hawkeye was going to be the one that Why? Died. Because he has stuff to lose. And she's always said. Because we yeah. know, like, I, you know, you know that they're going to win. And they're going to get some of those people back. So he's going to have his family back. Like, mm. even if the people come back, she's still got no one, really. Like, all she has is the Avengers as her family. Yeah. yeah. Like, she didn't even know her dad's name until the Red Skull says it in that. But I yeah. kind of thought, you know what's cool is that he will have sacrificed himself in order for his family to live. Yeah. That's yes. what I, that's I, what I, I thought. Agree, but again, but yeah. it would have been a depressing end to the film. Which is why I was like, shit, she might die here. But she's yeah. got a movie coming out. What, what I the hell? I reckon that'll probably be like I maybe think, an origin, oh, the whole Red actually, Room yeah, thing Yeah, I think they've said that through. it's something set in like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Okay. Because there is like in this scene right at the beginning where she's talking to the holograms, there's like ballet shoes on a seat next to her and that's like yeah. the Easter egg to her Red Room origins. Mm, but okay. yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to have that like fight scene between oh, it was the great. two of them. That, that was, was really fantastic. Both trying Adrenaline to... was running high. Yeah. Who I was didn't it going to be? I didn't know. They were both trying to be the ones yeah. to sacrifice themselves. They like take each other out in the process. <laughs> and just when you think Hawkeye's done, you're like, he jumps. And then and she, then she yeah. just like ties him up and then she yeah. jumps over. It makes it so much more emotional that they really go at it. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm willing to like injure you. Yeah. To not let you die here. I think that just their relationship goes back so far to her staying in like the first Avengers to him. I've got red in my ledger. Like I owe you a debt for saving my life on that mission. You were meant to kill me. And this is like her. That's a deep cut. That's a good ball. That's why I was like, I never, I always (laughs) thought she was going to die. She's been in it for so long to pay back that debt. Yeah. Um, And that was like, the finality of well her done. Being yeah, like, good yep. pick up. Yeah, good pick up. Um, that again, it was there. The writing was on the wall. I don't know why I didn't really. But also, I think it's bet like she's a better choice because it makes it more emotional for everyone else when yeah that scene when they all come back. Well, let's talk about because you touched on it before. They come back at this point. Clint Very gets sad. a stone, and they realize where's Nat, and he has to tell them. Let's talk on Bruce here because this kind of annoyed me too. Like the whole love story that yeah. was. Bruce Banner and uh, Natasha, it's you don't get a payoff for that. They no, like he like punches the ground and then like later he throws a seat into the lake. But yeah, if anything, like, Thor, all right, well, we gotta make it worth it. Yeah, <laughs> Thor was more upset by this whole thing. Yeah, he was just um, dis- like distraught about it. Like when they're on mm. the thing, he's like, "What do you mean? Like, if we can bring them back? Where like, the Avengers? Stop and I think acting, yeah. Like, yeah. we can't do anything. I think yeah. it was just another loss for Thor, where he was again, yeah. as you said, like we're the, the, meant to be the Avengers. Why yeah. do we keep losing? Mm. Um, but that was that whole thing was sad. But I do agree about the Bruce um, and Natasha not really getting a pay. But also coming back to just you know everyone arriving back home. Now we've got the old Nebula, not the new one. I think it was good how she snuck in, though. You almost kind of forgot that that yeah. had happened. You no, definitely, definitely did because yeah. it didn't. Hurt. Usually, when the whole sabotage thing happens, it cuts to a scene of them being the focus like, was on "I haven't been gone. detected yet." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was like they just didn't address it at all. So you almost forgot that she was. Yeah, because like the bigger there, problem yeah. in the room was. was yeah. Well, that's the snap. Yeah. yeah, and that's what happens. We see Tony's made a new gauntlet, and they apply the stones. They're arguing about who should wear it and activate it. 
Hulk obviously says, I'm the strongest, it needs to be me. Even after a very fantastically true drunken attempt by Thor, just <laughs> yeah. plays that real. You know your oh. drunk mate that's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. Like, that but was also, so it's cool. like emotional because he's got nothing left to lose. He's got nothing to lose. He's and he's also... Ev- like, he just keeps failing. He wants to succeed in yeah. one thing. And he, uh, yeah, that's the thing is he's... He feels responsible for so much of what's happened. Yeah. He's like, yeah. just let me do this one thing. Mm. He's deemed not fit by yeah. Tony pretty quickly. But what made me so upset about that that character development is so raw and powerful of him being so just distraught. But mm. they kind of take that away from him by the lengths that they went to with like his physique and making that into a comedic plot, plot point kind of yeah. took away a bit, I think. I, I would agree. I think at yeah. a certain point, yes, it was really funny that yeah. uh, he was a slob when they first got back to Thor. Yeah. I was really hoping that because he's a god. Once Just have he, a really good metabolism or something. He can there. be a drunk and a disappointment <laughs> yeah. and depressed without being overweight. And making like the whole fat joke sort of thing. Yeah. It's like. Like it's, it did. It took away it a did, lot from yeah, his I character. Yeah, it, that was kind of all I could focus on was like, God, he's so distraught. But yeah, I had to make his character look like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. And, and let's be honest, we're all a bit disappointed. I, I check out Chris Hemsworth. He's a good looking guy. And like when yeah. he's Thor, you're like, oh, God, that's a man. Georgia. Yeah, yeah I know. She, my <laughs> girlfriend was very disappointed in the process too. Yeah, no, I was too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while they're arguing that, Hulk activates it. And we do see um, – a cutaway out to where the time machine teleport thing is that Nebula, bad Nebula, is malfunctioning it or activating it to open the porthole to bring past Thanos in. Justin, I'm going to throw to you because you had another pothole here. What happened? Like, okay, the question is how did he get back? Because the whole idea is that they need the pin particles to get there and get back. Mm -hmm. Nebula had one left. And she used that to get back, but she also gave one. You see her hand one to him. And so you got to assume that he has to shrink his entire ship and get back because, he, you know, it, it's a shrink and grow thing. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, did she magically get another one? You can't split him in half. You have no. to have that. So that that's a, you know, that's a plot hole. There's, it's a, there's plot a hole. missing. Something should have been addressed there, there I think. Mm. And like, you know, you could. <laughs> Maddie just like. Oh, you could again argue yeah. the whole like. <laughs> When something comes out onto that, you know, teleported surface, mm. it's full size. Yeah. Ship should have been full size in the building. True. Not going through the roof. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, that would have just killed everyone instantly. Yeah. And I the think- movie would have been over. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those tough ones where at a certain point you have to be like, oh, like it's a comic book movie. I completely agree with you, though. In a world where we've had yeah. Christopher Nolan really make films that make sense in yes. the comic book realm, yeah. it's hard to have any comic book movie where you don't need or feel a necessity to have an explanation for everything that happens. But, but you know, in the process of the story, it. well, yeah, nothing Thanos just comes into yeah, the... The, the yeah. problem is they could have explained it because, like, at the start when they're testing it, Ant-Man says we've only got two tests and then mm. he... Uses one by accident. One test. So like there, <laughs> yeah, there was, was a, there was a spare one there, mm. but they made it into a joke, and it's like oh you could have just you know yeah. no and one else is really going to pick this up no. anyway. And, and that's the thing, everything happens in this moment so quick. There's so much happening, especially yeah. with the cutaways. It's almost like it's done deliberately. Like the that's why this, I didn't really pick it up until the second time because yeah. there's so much happening in this. Yeah. Like it's such an emotional scene because side by side they're doing the gauntlet, and in this moment Hulk activates it and. 
manages to snap his finger. And I think the really powerful thing here is Ant-Man walking out into the courtyard and seeing the birds flying yeah. around the tree. Yeah, and realising... Really like, you know, He's just so amazed by it. Yeah, yeah. and life has returned to yeah. Earth. And so that's what happens. He snaps his finger. He seemingly has reversed everything. But before they can really confirm it, they're like, I think it worked. All of a sudden, the ship that, yeah. the ship that continued to expand as it went into the air um, <laughs> starts blowing up the Avengers compound. Yeah. So Thanos is firing on it because he wants to take them out so he can get the gauntlet. This is where we reach the climax of the movie. This is the big fight scene. This is the final stand. This mm. is Thanos has come back. This is him at his strongest. Finally, we've got our villain we're wanting. Um, and shit starts going down. Mm. Now, in the process of blowing up the compound, Hulk... And I want to say Ant-Man's in there too. He's not with them at the start, but he's it, underneath. Yeah. yeah and War so, Machine, that's Rocket right. and Hulk are all like... War Machine, yeah. Rocket underneath. and Hulk. And, and War Machine's arm is busted. He gets out of that straight away. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye, down. Hawkeye's also somewhere he's in the, in the rubble, deeper. but somewhere... Yeah, he's in a tunnel. He's able to run around a bit. That's been left with the gauntlet. Yes, he's got the gauntlet at this point. Now, the other three are trapped, and then the other three, which is Cap... Uh, America, Tony and Thor. Thor are outside of the rubble and they are the ones that see Thanos. And who's just sitting Who's there. just chilling. He's just, He's just out, hanging out. Just waiting for the gauntlet to come to him. And that's concerning. They're like, what's he doing? And Thor's like, nothing. And so they know, okay, we're just going to have to take him out now. Let's just get this. Let's, yeah. let's go for it. So it's the final stand. Three of your original Avengers. That's that walking and, scene of them towards him. Oh, the him. best bit when he gets Mjolnir in one hand and Stormbreaker in the other yeah. and then his beard plats <laughs> yeah. and it is like, he looks like a true Viking. Yep. Yeah, it's, that was good. It was a re- very cool moment and that's the first time we've seen Thor sort of badass for this whole movie, like mm. where he looks like, okay, yeah. the God of Thunder is back. This is yeah. a bit more motivating now. They... Yeah. Engage in a fight with uh, Thanos and war ensues. And before we know it, this, there's so much to unpack in this whole mm-hmm. scene. So yeah. as those two are going at it, uh, Th- Thanos's army comes in at this point. So like he's... Not quite. No? He's still, it's still like he's got those minions like the others or whatever they're called. They're, they were down in the sewers. They're chasing... Hawkeye. I skipped over a huge part as well. Yeah, so so Hawkeye's got the (laughs) gauntlet with him down in the sewers. Yes. And then he, like, looks down and you see those crawly monsters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, straight out of Alien, they're running down the tunnel at him. (laughs) It's such a cliche, wasn't it? Clint, like, fires, like, a flare arrow down there and you just see the light light up these monsters. I was like, it's every horror movie ever. Beautiful, nonetheless. Oh, no, I loved it. Loved it. And then, you know, he's running down and then he gets out and they're all, you know, chasing after him. But... Mm -hmm. Everything kind of starts going wrong at this point. At this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, what we see is in, I think it's at this point where uh, Thanos is getting the upper hand. What I didn't understand in this whole process was I get that Thanos is an incredibly powerful being. I had a bone to pick with that as well. He had all six Infinity Stones, yet Thor managed to get through with Stormbreaker in Infinity War, but all three Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Yeah, couldn't get couldn't through to it without any Infinity Stones. He had a pretty cool double-sided sword. That's what stopped him. That's yeah, pretty I know. That cool. Was, that was essentially what he was leaning on at yeah. this point. And I was a little bit like, well, if yeah. these three can't, like what good? Yeah. Like these are the three most uh, powerful, I guess you would yeah. say, Avengers to this point. These are the three, mm. realistically, that the whole universe has been built on the back of. Largely Iron Man, but 
those were the two that came after him. Yeah. So that's like, you would think this is the best of the best. Yet they couldn't take him down. Yeah. He still had the upper hand. At this point, just as he's got the upper hand on Thor and he's discarded Iron Man and Captain America, you see Thor's hammer just sort of move and yeah. then it shoots across. And I was like, what is happening? This is where I get a little bit controversial. It lands in Cap's hand and he wields the hammer and he like starts spinning it. I was so cool. You know what? It was cool. It was cool. The only thing I thought was, is this comic accurate? It is, yeah. And it It is. It is actually in the comics once he becomes a Hydra loyalist that he can wield... Well, yeah, is it? Because, yeah, and, I looked it up yeah. and it, the first time it happened was 1988. And it's happened a couple of times, yeah. but it was when he wasn't Captain America, he was the captain. So mm-hmm. he was uh, Steve Rogers. He was yeah. essentially Infinity War, Steve Rogers. Yeah. I think he has wielded it. Well, that, times, was, yeah. that was the whole thing in Infinity War. That's why people were so certain he was going to wield it in that because mm-hmm. they're like, well, he's, that's the first time he ever wielded it was when he was the captain, which he wasn't Captain America in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So, he was nomad. Yeah. yeah. And I think they... Which is, again, they... The captain or whatever. That. Yeah. Um, so that's the first time it happened. So it has happened in the comics, but... Th- and they did unfortunately it in Age of Ultron as well. Like, he yeah, moves no, the hammer absolutely. in that, in that yeah. scene. And that's when Hulk goes, I knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a cool moment. It threw back to something that happened in the past. Um, unfortunately, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, this they better not have just taken creative liberty with this. Like, this better be accurate. I thought it was an, a pretty dope scene. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. and it was, and like, it was. He's, yeah. like, doing all of those, like, combos that Thor yeah. and um, Cap did Running in, like, up, the first yeah. Avengers and the second one <laughs> yeah. by himself. And you're like, oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean. It was, it was good. And the only thing I did think with it, it's one thing to wield the hammer, but to also be able to. No, it, it is the power of, like, if you're worthy to wield you can you can control like that lightning. So here's aspect. my issue with it: Thor had to learn how to do that. He, yeah, true. He and what Cap can just. I, I guess Cap's just you know. <laughs> he's, he's, that's my issue. That's my only <laughs> issue because it's freaking Cap. It's, it's like hot weapon. Yeah, he's on that worthy grind. <laughs> that was that was my issue. I was just like, well, okay, the hammer's one thing, but the lightning. Yeah. Thor. It took Thor three movies yeah, to do that. Like, Come on. Re- regardless of that, anyway, like. Thanos beats the hammer out of his hand and exactly. then destroys Captain America's shield, like yeah. cuts it down to the point where it looks like it was in the yeah. vi- Tony Stark's vision in Age of Ultron. Mm. And like he's lying on the ground with the shield split in half. Yeah. And that's, you know, the point when Thor's down on the ground, Iron Man's down on the ground, Ant-Man's trying to swim through to try and find the others because they're drowning trying at this to point. save them from I the rubble. Yeah. Something know, else that is really important that's happening at this point is Clint's got the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, true. Past Nebula comes up and is like... Oh, yeah, great point, yeah. Um, And then past Gamora and future Nebula come along. Gets a bit confusing. It does. To explain the situation. But in the comics, I I got really excited at this point because I thought maybe past Nebula was just going to put on the gauntlet for herself and just, you know, yeah, wreak a bit of havoc. To take the she gauntlet, does do that yeah. in the comics. Um, ah. She just sort of decides to, you know... Nebula does. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I thought... You thought that was this always going to happen. happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. It was Clint and then Nebula, bad Nebula, is like, here, I'll take it. And then gives it to him and realizes, wait, hang He's on. like, uh-oh. Yeah. yeah he's like, a- she's like, like, father, I've got the stones or yeah. something. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, father? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then is it at this point where... Nebula is about to kill Gamora, then future Nebula is just like not having that. Yes. Kills herself. Shoot- yeah, kills really herself. Really 
dark, dark thing dark, to think dark. about. Yeah. Like it's just, you yeah, know, she's it's so... pretty glossed over because it's a kids' movie. But when you really think about that, like that's full on. Yeah, yeah. that is really, really a lot of underlying tone. Which is why, like, her character is has such an intense present and presence yeah. in this film. I think she's really amazing. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. So then from there. <clears throat> Does Clint take the gauntlet back out onto the battlefield? Yes, that's yeah. how that's how the gauntlet gets back out there they because out, yeah. inevitably, then the gauntlet is now back in the equation where Thanos is, and it's all becoming yeah. a bit of a wrestle for it. Yeah, it is. Now, does Captain Marvel return first, or do no? No, do so others? everyone else comes yeah. so back. So this is the point where Cap's down on the ground, and he's like, "This is where the army's arriving." Yes, and he stands Thanos's up. Army. Yeah, amazing visual in. where yeah. it cuts out and it's yeah. got like Captain America, the sun shining through like all the smoke and, and it's clouds, like just him, all the Chitari, Thanos, like yeah, and, he, and he's such like an amazing visual. But like, yeah. and I thought he was going to die at this point. Like, I thought yeah. he was going to yeah. die here, and it's that final stand. It was a real battlefield war sort of moment where it's he's like, all right, I've just got to, yeah. I've just got to do he, this, and, and then, then we get the callback goosebumps to yeah, on your left, Winter Soldier. You said goosebumps and gave me goosebumps. So many goosebumps. Yeah, what is it on your left? On your left, like that. I was, I was like, oh yes, here we go. And then you see the. It was godly when like Shuri, Akoi, and Black Panther came through. Just walking slowly, super At calm. At that point, but I feel like that like, was the most emotional point in the film. That yeah. was. It was. It was like it was. It, it was, was goosebumps. So it was emotional, yeah. and you see the Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, is there a name for the, the wizards, uh, sorcerers? The, the, yeah, yeah, the the sorcerers portal, I guess, yeah. where they start appearing all around yeah. the battlefield, and the heroes return. You, yeah. you, you, as you said, you have like Black Panther come through, and then you've got Spider Man. When Spider Man came through, I was like, oh. Yeah. Like he just swings through the portal. I was like, yeah. that's great. Um, Amazing. And we have like Scarlet Witch comes back. She Scarlet Witch, we're going to get to yeah. badass in this movie. Um, but this part is Valkyrie where... Valkyrie on a Pegasus. Sorry, oh, just yeah. had to yes, add that. Yes, of course. <laughs> Amazing. And then it was the moment of, is, is Doctor Strange saying, is everyone here? You wanted more. Ant-Man rising up through the... Um, yeah, smashes Avengers through the compound. building in like the yeah. biggest size that he's been to. Yeah, and then Amazing. hands out like the Hulk... War Machine now in his um, new gear. Yeah, he's like the America. What is Iron Patriot? Nearly okay. like armor. Yeah, because it's like, like the that. similar design to that Iron Patriot yeah. armor. Yeah, and then who's the third one? Rocket. Rocket. Rocket's there. just in the hand as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so then going from being by himself, Captain America is now. Oh, and sorry. Lo- also, Pepper Potts. Pepper comes through yeah. in the what? Is, uh, Iron. <laughs> it's uh, called what? Rescue. I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um. Captain America is now side by side with his own army to combat uh, Thanos' army. But, like, there's so much you can just pick out of that whole scene when they're all coming through. Like, you've got all of the Ravagers from Guardians. Mm. You've got all the Asgardians. You've got Mm. all of the Sorcerers. Yeah. Like, that is the ultimate comic book. Oh, it was it's it was amazing. a panel. It was a splash page in a comic where it's just yeah. all of them lined up together. Yeah. And the, one of the best lines of the movie is that Captain America, Avengers. Assemble and like they all just charge and yeah. you just oh goosebumps. This shit like as much as we want to poke holes in shit or whatever, this is pretty flawless. This whole battle, it yeah. was. Um, yeah, and you amazing. see all these heroes return and doing like just at their full strength. 
my favorite moment throughout this whole battle was Scarlet Witch facing off with Thanos. Mm. Um, the guy that killed Vision, like at least he's responsible for her losing the love, love uh, of her as life. She said, "Like you took everything from me," and he's like, "I don't even know you." And she's yeah. like, "You will." And like she that. just rises up and she like lifts to the ground, and you're like, "Oh, this this <laughs> so is so powerful." This yeah. is the uh, Scarlet Witch I'd wanted to see. Like, yeah. not yeah. that we hadn't seen her. But broken and badass and just yeah. nothing left ruthless. to lose. Yeah, yeah. nothing yeah, left to lose. Give, yeah. She was unreal in this moment. Mm. Um, any other highlights from this whole scene before we get into the end of it? I mean, it's a massive it's battle got, at it's this point. Got so many just great moments. Seeing Valkyrie like, on a um, yeah. Pegasus that, that really just took it for me. Punching one of the giant yeah. floaty oh, yeah. and things. And he stands and he on, on Carl Obsidian or whatever his name is. Yeah. The, one of the Black yeah. Order. He yeah. Just, Steps on, on him and walks fast. <laughs> Spider-Man activating instant kill mode. Oh, that, that was, was very fantastic. cool. Like yeah. good callback to Homecoming yeah. when he just says it and it's a But thing. also like while this battle is happening, like the massive battle of their lives, it's also so emotional because they're having all the reunions. Yeah, the reunion yeah. between It's insane. Spider-Man it's been five years for all these people who were left, but for the others, it's been like, oh, I just passed out for a bit. Now I'm back. So they don't know like the emotional trauma. Yeah. Like- you see that in like Spider Man and Iron Man's reunion, where he's like, he's "This like, kid has I've, been I've, dead." I passed, passed out, yeah, and then I woke up, and then Doctor Strange said that we'd be gone for five years, and then Iron Man just hugs yeah. him, and he's like, "Oh, that was." Oh, I'm gonna be honest, I was yeah. tearing up in that moment yeah. too. I was like, "This is very, very nice." Yeah, and the comedic relief of Peter Parker in that hug, like while I'm oh, like, "This is nice," I'm like, "Oh, yeah. this is very sad," and he's just like, "Oh, this is nice." I'm like, "Thank God you made me laugh in that moment because yeah. I, but I can't like afford a, to cry at this moment." It like, is, it's oh, a sad laugh. Cause yeah. It cuts you so deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was very touching. We also see the moment you and I have spoken about, Maddie, where oh, we yes. see our female heroes. This is... That's well, this after. is after, yeah, because yes. what happens Captain next Marvel's, is... It's all the, like, I guess, just the massive rockets yeah, they're is, focusing this on the ground stop. From the ship that's yeah, above them. Yeah, this is the point yeah. where Scarlet Witch took over and was badass because that was when yeah. Thanos was like, hang on, we've got a problem here. I need to level the playing field. And yeah. so he levels the playing field. Uh, okay, yeah, with the ship yeah. above, yeah, and they like, start firing, it. and they're like, "Hang on, what about our troops?" And he's like, "Doesn't matter, just do it." Yeah. So yeah. he just has full intention of taking out everyone with the rockets from the ship, yeah. and then they redirect into the sky, though. Something's yeah. entered the upper atmosphere, and I was like, "Here we go, boys!" You knew, yeah, everyone at this point knew. <laughs> Captain Marvel returns and shoots straight through yeah. that ship and takes it out just by flying through the thing. Another amazing visual is like she goes through it, and then it pans out to the whole ship. And she goes back through up the top, and it's just like a comet going through yep. the ships, disintegrating. It was very just, visually pleasing. It was, yeah. Um, there's so then from there, she caps like we could use an assist here, and um, at that point, the gauntlet is in. Uh, it's in flux, yeah. So yeah. Spider Man's got it. Spider Man's got yeah. it at this point because that after the bombardment, they were all like just holding themselves down, mm. and he was running around, and then he's like cowering because he's been blown to bits at that point like all of his yeah. arms things are gone yeah and he's like sitting in a crater just like yeah. hugging it and she like lands down and says have you got something for me it's and like, he's just hi, like hi I'm, I'm peter parker yeah. yeah hi peter parker you got something <laughs> yeah. for me that's always, but that's... that was a good scene going back to oh, yeah great all the, like female mcu yes of grouping course. together and then because she gets given to kick ass she gets given the gauntlet captain marvel does yeah and Peter Parker's like, I don't know how you're going to get through there or something. And they're like, oh, she's got backup. And then yeah. all the females. Is- now, who's in that scene? Everyone. Valkyrie. It's got Wasp, Valkyrie on a Pegasus once again reiterating. Yeah. <laughs> but so we, Maddie and Nebula I were talking. Nebula Gamora in there as well, Nebula which is really Gamora, good. Yeah. 
there's pe- there's definitely people that have been like, oh, that scene was a bit on the nose. And, like, it felt a bit forced or whatever. Mm. I was with Maddie and we were having a conversation. Maddie owned somebody. Now, <laughs> what, what, that's actually somewhat comic accurate. Yeah, there is. There's the comic ongoing A-Force, A-Force which is yeah. basically all of those characters and more that I don't know about aren't on-screen characters at yeah. the moment. It's I led suppose. by, like, Medusa and yeah. stuff like that, I yeah. think. Which is awesome. Not only is it a nod, like, it's a, again, it's, it's not something thing. they just yeah. made yeah. up. It's, a, it's an actual thing. Yeah. And that's, while it's... At the same time, like that's you said as well, Maddie. Like guys have had yeah, that sure. For it years. can feel contrived and forced yeah. doing those things. But the thing is, it's still important regardless of whether it is cheesy or not. Mm. Because to have that representation of like just a mass group of women flying through to kick ass, that happens constantly in every other movie. You know, you've got three movies for Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America where they get to have those scenes. We have one Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. But people like to pick on that anyway. And it's sort of like, well, I mean, it happens in every movie. So why can't we have like a small snippet in this three hour movie where that happens as well? And what did we say before? While you agreed, Maddie, Justin and I were kind of like, oh, that, oh, yeah, when Thor, Iron Man, and uh, Cap all like decide to go in and fight Thanos. That's the exact same thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. But there yeah. are people out there that are like, Ugh, why did that need to happen? So unnecessary. Well, because it happens for yeah. us constantly. Yeah. So like, and again, and it's not is, like it they is, made it up. It's yeah, a real thing. Yeah. Like, and so you, that was cool. It kind of just shows like you wonder why like movies like Black Panther and Captain Marvel hit the box office so hard is yeah. because There's representation matters and yeah. we know that. People have been yeah. starved of it for years, yeah. so they want yeah. to see themselves on that screen. I think yeah. there is an issue with that at one point, though, because, like, you know, Black Panther got massively rave reviews, but, you know, in personal opinion, I didn't think it was special at all. Mm. It's the same as, yeah, I and mean... like, Captain Marvel, I enjoyed the film, and, like, you know, I agree with everything that, like, you know, Brie Larson and stuff was saying for it, but I didn't think it was a special film. And, like, you know, there's a lot of other ones, like Thor 2, piece of shit, Guardians 2, very average. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, the film itself, regardless of who's in it, I thought were average. But, you know, for yeah. other yeah. reasons, I think they there's may also, have got there's all, better There's reviews. always going to be the matter of personal opinion. It's personal and opinion. Then, yeah. And when you like personal something. Personal opinion based on how that movie represents something yeah, for you. We're building up now to... So, Captain Marvel has it. Does Thanos then so confront her and that's how she... This is the whole thing of trying to get it away from Thanos but also get it into the quantum tunnel back in time. Mm. Someone take the stones back to their respective timelines. Yeah. But the closer she gets to the quantum tunnel, that eventually just gets blown up. Yeah, he stands in front of it and realises he can't stop her and throws his spear into it and blows it up. Yeah. You kind of just wish Captain Marvel had flown into space for 15 minutes and let it all just... Dissipate, work itself out yeah. and then just pop back down later. It's yeah. like, come on, you could fly, woman. But anyway. Yeah. See, like, that was the point in the film where I was like, is this too easy? Because it's like, there was that badass mm, scene no. and like everyone's fighting like awesomely and then she just puts her hand out and flies through everyone. That was the one thing I didn't like about mm. that because it's like, we're having this awesome fire where everyone's pulling their weight and then she just supermans That's the everyone. Superman effect that I'm talking that about super, where it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. It, it sort of, it lessens everything that's happening around you yeah. because you go, well, why can't Captain Marvel but just do it all? But then that's, that's exactly a, why yeah. the whole yeah. Thanos destroying it was like, oh, okay, sick. Yeah, you Thanos just totally grounded takes her, her because out. then she can't do anything. Yeah, and she's obviously from the start of the film where she's like, just let's just kill him. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And then that's her moment of, okay, whoa, hang on, this guy's more powerful than yeah. I realise, especially because at this point he's got the gauntlet on. 
doesn't he? Yeah. And then to get rid of her, he takes off one of the stones. Yeah, because which he, one? She's grabbing the gauntlet, so he can't yeah. move his yeah. fingers. And, and then he she does, takes off the power yeah. stone. Yeah. And then just knocks just her out of the park. Hammers her away. Yeah. And then that's the first time we've ever, I think, seen uh, Captain Marvel. Take a really big yeah. hit. Yeah, bad hit. That's a yeah. big hit. Yeah. And then the bloody heart-wrenching moment of the movie where a couple minutes prior to this we see Tony Stark engage with Doctor Strange mm. and this is a crucial moment because it's amazing, yeah. Iron Man says, is this the future you saw from Infinity War? That was further on in the yeah, fight. Like, At this point when Thanos has got the glove he just looks over yeah, at Doctor Strange and Strange is Yeah, no, this, just, is, yeah, this yeah. is setting yeah. up. So this was earlier and he says, I can't tell you because if I do, it won't happen yeah. the way yeah. it's meant to. And then in that moment, you're like, you're it's like, because Tony knows he's going to die. Yeah. And then and sure he enough, knows as well. we cut yeah. forward. And after Captain Marvel's been dis- like dis- discarded off into somewhere mm-hmm. else, Doctor Strange looks at, he's still fighting off something he's fighting. And then he looks over at Tony and gives him a cue like, this is your moment. And then yeah, this is Tony, the one timeline out of 14 million. Yes. Yeah. And Tony looks at him and you just have Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr. just dominates this scene. He has that look of shit. All right. Got to go for it. All right. <laughs> and then he goes in and he like he Iron Man, true Iron Man is fighting Thanos and he does the yeah, switch. He like grabs the glove and then Thanos knocks him off. Yeah. And then Thanos does the click and yeah. you're like. He does his whole I am inevitable. Yes. Yeah. He does the whole speech and Thanos winds up the click, clicks <laughs> and nothing happens. And then he looks at Tony Stark who's now got the helmet removed and he's standing there and he's got the gauntlet on. Yeah, and the, like, stones are rolling into place. Like, yeah, oh, and it's, it's taken over his arm and it's starting to, like, it's, like, destroying yeah. him. Yeah. But then he, like, recovers and he just drops that line of I am Iron Man, bang, and snaps his finger. And it's just, you know, at that moment he's killed him, like, he's sacrificed yeah. himself. I loved that he said, I am Iron Man, oh, because same. that's such uh, a nod yeah. to, like, 70s Iron Man. Like, the whole song. That's, that's, what, yeah. that's what, how it started. Yes, and it's also from the first movie. Yeah, yeah like of that's course. that's how yeah. this whole thing started, with him saying, I am Iron Man. Yes, yeah. and it was such a good round out of the character. Um, and it, there's the massive flash, like there was in Infinity War. And we come back and we see, essentially, Thanos and his army start to disappear. Mm. And we, they've clearly they've won, they've reversed everything. But then we see... Tony, who has paid the ultimate sacrifice and he's dying, he's fading out, Um, and the Avengers start sort of coming around him when there's the moment with Peter Parker. Yeah, the goodbye to Rhodey, Peter Parker, and then Pepper Potts. Rhodey is just like the silent appreciation, and then... Peter Parker, no. Peter Parker, we get the opposite of what we got in Infinity War. He's the one sort of with Tony, and he's trying to comfort him and tell him not to go. (sighs) And it's, oh, it's an emotional. And, like, while he's doing that, Pepper's trying to, like, just console him. him Yeah. But, like. Well, Pepper's also like, can I have a moment with my husband? It's like a half, like. (laughs) She's so Like, console him, but. She Mm. is. And that was, yeah, when she tells him, it's all right, you can rest now. Yeah, like, back to that scene, which is the whole reason why he did the time thing in the first place because he consoles with her and says, I don't know what to do. I figured it out. Do I do it or not? And she's like, I could just drop this and rest. But she says like, would you be able to like, would you even be able to rest? Yeah. Goes back to that. Mm. That was sad because that's the, the goodbye between them. And at that point you see the, um, arc reactor, arc reactor on Tony's chest turned to black. Like it, it Mm. turns off. Um, and Iron Man's dead. No more. Very sad. Everyone We've just, is just 
crying. Yeah. yeah. I, what was the reaction like in your cinemas? You guys saw it on opening day. Didn't Everyone you? was very quiet. It was silent. Oh yeah. no, my my mate next to me was sobbing. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, there were yeah. people cr- crying, yeah. it was but a it lot was of- very, very, very quiet. <laughs> it was just like. Everyone was stunned, but it was like we knew you knew that it this had to happen, happen. But yeah. it was just you never wanted to see it. That's yeah. that is single handedly the character that got me interested in these yeah. movies. When I saw Captain America, the first Avenger, I thought it stunk. Yeah. I was like, Same. this movie <laughs> yeah, sucks. Yeah. And then somebody's like, go watch Iron Man. Watch Iron Man. I was like, yeah. that's maybe the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Still is to this day. Yeah. And um, I reckon they'd been building up to him being the one who would finish everything yeah. in the end anyway. Because if I saw something really interesting that was like looking back on Winter Soldier and Civil War or something like that, where he's saying like, oh, my right arm's numb. Is that normal? And people were saying this is like they'd been putting Easter eggs like that into all of the movies. To, yeah. That's like the residual effect of him using really? the Infinity Stones in that timeline. Has that effect? It starts in like one of the early episodes. Of yeah, episodes. It's almost like <laughs> that. Installments, now, isn't it? movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he's got that problem with his arm. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like through I every never other realized, movie. Yeah, yeah. And oh, there's like, so many cool. They've been building him up to yeah. using those stones to end everything. So still, long. it still hurts me that this is yeah. this is the reality we live in now. An MCU without Iron Man mm. and Robert Downey Jr. is not overly. Uh, as enticing as what it was with him. But even from a money-making point, he's their biggest money-maker. Yeah. Any movie mm. that he's in makes about 60% more Big than a movie bassin. that doesn't include him. Before we get in, because I want to talk about what happens next, um, we go to Stark's funeral, Tony's funeral. Um, and this, what I loved about this was it was the ultimate send-off for the one that created all this. Like this, mm. not only was it for the character, but it was also like... A paying of respect to Robert Downey Jr. Even like this whole thing was done where they uh, like put a reef into the lake outside Tony's house and going up the pier and then onto the backyard area is uh, every character that has come into this universe yeah. since it started with Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah, it was there was the thought that we might be able to get a couple more movies out of this and maybe some other characters. It would never have been thought that they could get to this point with mm. these films. Yeah. Um, and that was the ultimate paying respect, I thought. And it was a good opportunity for everyone watching, the audience, just to be like, wow, like this all started with that character that's what now dead. What he's had. And look at all these characters. And it went through every... Everyone was there. Um, they brought characters back at this point, like just support characters. Nick Fury turns up. Harley Keener, his cameo from Iron Man 3. The yes, kid. the little kid from Iron Man 3 was like, at the back. It takes you a bit to recognise him. But I was, didn't realise. Yeah. I, I Googled it afterwards. I'm oh. like, who is, the, who is the kid? Even um, what's her name from um, How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Maria Yeah, yeah she, she was yeah. in there as well. It was, um, mm, yeah, it was it was sad. It was very sad. Yeah. but. And we see, like, the pre-recorded message that Tony left uh, that he recorded before going to help the Avengers create the, yeah. like his the time machine. Yeah, it was like his will, I guess. And uh, he has the Love You 3000 yeah. to his kid, which was really cute. The whole thing. Let's move on because it was too depressing. Um, I liked the throwback to the happy asking what Morgan wanted to eat. And she said, yeah, I want cheeseburgers. That, that hit me really hard because yeah. that's like, you know, that's when he's at his lowest yeah. in Iron Man 1 when he sits down. Like, I want an American well, As soon as he gets picked up by happy, yeah. he's like, what do you want? And he's like, I want a cheeseburger and a press conference. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. And, this, yeah. you know, um, and then we go to what, like as the time's gone on after watching this, especially twice, 
I really actually like what they did here. So they touch on it in the final battle where somebody has to return the stones to where they got them yeah. in order to stop this and, and like just prevent this from ha- hopefully happening again. They now, after the funeral, Captain America has decided he will go back and time travel to go and place the stones back where they belong. And Mjolnir. Yeah, because as much as they took that, they yes, have to put it back. They did have to put so it everyone's back. Everyone's like, now Cap's got Muley. No, he's just putting it back. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I mm-hmm. it did. It took me the second viewing to realize. Oh wait, that's what they're doing. Because I yeah. did kind of get confused of like Thor in that timeline. Just he's just looking yeah, for his hammer, like waiting like, around. Like <laughs> yeah, he's what, got his arm out. <laughs> that's so true. I hadn't thought <laughs> like, of that. That'd just go into chaos. He'd lose that fight straight away. Yeah, that movie would be over. Yeah, which is good because it was a terrible movie. But like, yeah. So Cap. Suits up and Bruce operates the machine and sends him back. Um, he says his goodbyes to uh, Falcon and um, Bucky. Bucky. The opposite goodbye that they said in the first Captain America. Where, You're taking all yeah. the stupid with you. I Just looking at that scene for the second time, Bucky knew. he was, oh, like, yeah. As soon as he was doing the time, yeah. he was like, all right, bye. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it did. It felt kind of weird as to why they were doing the goodbyes because yeah. in their time he was coming back. I guess for Steve he was going to be there longer, but in their time it was going to be all about five seconds. You could tell that Sam definitely didn't know. Yeah, yeah, he played he that was, well. Because he, he was like, really well. how long is this going to take? Mm-hmm. Professor Hulk's like five hours, for however long he needs, five seconds for us. Yeah. And then like the panic when he doesn't come back. And so he doesn't come back, at least not to where he was meant to. And then Bucky realizes he's like, "Hey, Sam!" And then because Sam's freaking out, Sam's yeah. like, "Where, where is he? What's <laughs> happened? He hasn't come back." Yeah. And Hulk's freaking out. And then Bucky's noticed an old man sitting over by the lake, mm-hmm. and we see old man Steve Rogers, and he chose not to come back, but instead to have a life with Peggy. Mm-hmm. So, and he went and got that happy ever after that Tony always told him to try and get in his life. Um, liked it a lot because you couldn't have Iron Man and Captain America die yeah. because it would take away of at the death of whoever went but, first. Yeah, it would be less difficult. Yeah, to retire yeah. some characters rather than kill them. Yeah, and I think, I guess, like uh, the likes of a Tony Stark, he uses a lot of technology, so he technically could have done that. He could have been in that suit for however, who yeah. knows how long. Because uh, he had that protection, whereas Captain America, he's more exposed. Like an old Captain America, you couldn't, you can't have an eighty-year-old Captain America, which is like what we see. Yeah. What I want to know is though, thoughts on like he sits down with Sam, and Sam's obviously trying to come to terms with it. To your point, Bucky hangs back. He's sort of like, I, I know thought that was quite weird. I, yeah, I yeah. thought that was weird because let's address the elephant in the room. Is did not everyone think that the Winter Soldier would be the well, next Captain America? No, I thought. Because Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, both become yeah. Captain America in different. I like, just would have thought yeah. they would have gone when Winter they Soldier. brought Falcon in, and I think they build him up more as a closer friend to Captain yeah. America as a like new friend, like Bucky and he's closer and to what Captain yeah. America they, stands they build for. That Steve Rogers friendship, yes, but the whole thing is that in these movies, disregarding the comics, it's been Bucky all along that is his best friend. Mm. And, like, even in this movie, Endgame, he says to his past self, like, Bucky's alive. Like, Bucky's that's all, all that he means thinks about. So it. much it's like, yeah, it. yeah, my best friend's still alive. Which I think is kind of the good reason to why he gives it to Falcon because mm. it's like, let's, you know, you can start this fresh. Mm. Yeah. You are the new blood that doesn't have Yeah, he doesn't that, have the baggage of yeah. that time period. Yeah. That's true. That's the end of the movie. We see uh, Captain America, we flash... 
back into the past and we see Captain America live out the happy life with Peggy as they dance and then it cuts to credits. Well, there's a lot to look forward to in Phase 4. Who knows what the hell's going to happen. Hopefully it's good. Um, we're all pretty excited for it, though, or at least very intrigued for it, whether or not yeah, the excitement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're all optimistic going forward, even though we lost two of the biggest heroes, Iron Man and Captain America. And let's not forget Black Widow. Black Widow, no longer with us. Yeah. Avenger, Avengers Endgame. Score, Maddie, kick us off. How do you score? Are you more of an IMDb person, I, Rotten Tomatoes, cinema score? Like, what do we, how do we do this? Not really any. I don't really go online to rate right, stuff. Let's give it out I of 10. I would say, like, a good 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Yeah. Justin? I'm still very torn as to what I think <laughs> of this movie. I feel like I need to go and watch it again, but I need to give myself, like, two weeks. Yeah. Because I couldn't process it, it lot, the day yeah. after I first saw it. Mm. I could still barely process it. But I don't know if I'm picking too much into it or not. Like, it's a great film. Yeah. It's got yeah. problems, but what doesn't? Yeah, yeah. So, I think I'm going to go with a safe bet and be, like, <laughs> cautiously pessimistic and give it, like, a 7 out of 10. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm a little bit the same. I think the movie itself, I'm like, it's good. But when you look at the whole scheme of everything, everything it tied up, I'm like, it's pretty impressive. They managed to stick the landing. I, I would give it like a 7.5, I think. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad movie by any stretch. No, Maddie's like, you assholes. <laughs> this was a nine. No, <laughs> Maddie's just- like, I was going to go 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a sucker for all the amazing superhero movies. No, nah, absolutely. That moments I, that I am too. I think, if anything, maybe getting a little bit. Um, Bias. Well, there's a little bit of bias, yeah. but at the same time, it's like you just you expect so much now that mm. it, it is becoming easier to nitpick, yeah, and that's you just true. you go in before like you see all these trailers and everything, you go in almost expecting a different movie. Mm, you, yeah. You've written a movie in your head that you think they you're really see. did do that to you purposely though with Endgame in particular mm. because you really thought you, you knew in didn't know really yeah, they you got the in. movie you expected in the first fifteen minutes yeah, yeah. and then they're like ah, goodbye yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's our review of Avengers Endgame. It was pretty comprehensive. This has been a very long podcast, but you know what? The movie deserved it. The MCU deserved it. And thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I told you. I mean, there was so much to unpack. It went a little long, admittedly, but you understand why. And I really hope... You picked up on the numerous times we said, spoilers ahead, guys, so if you haven't seen this, don't listen, because I would hate to have ruined it for anyone. But if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you've probably seen it maybe more than once. So hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Thanks again to Justin and Maddie for joining me, both massive fans of the MCU, Marvel Comics as well. Just, as you can see, more than enough knowledge to cover my lack of knowledge in uh, certain parts throughout. Thanks to those guys for joining me. And don't forget you can keep up with our podcast through the social media channels. Facebook, Cheeky Leprechaun Productions. Instagram, at Cheeky Leprechaun. Or through the website, CheekyLeprechaunProductions.com. You can find all the back catalogue of episodes there. Guys, thanks again for joining us for another instalment of the Pop Culture Report. We hope you loved Avengers Endgame, and we hope that you feel satisfied with the end of Phase 3 of the MCU, but more importantly, are optimistic about what's to come. Chat to you next time. This has been a Cheeky Leprechaun production.